Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Look at it. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth what? Bread and wine. And he was the priest of the Most High God. He brought, you know, bread and wine. Bread and wine. Bread and wine. If you don't believe in tithe, stop eating communion. Because it's in the neighborhood of communion that tithe was found. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. Go on. And he blessed Abraham. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of the heavens and the earth. Go on. And blessed be the Most High God, which had delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And, and he gave him a tithe of all. So in the neighborhood of communion, that's when we saw tithe. So we saw communion first, we saw tithe. Yes, anyway, go on, go, go back to Hebrews. And in another scripture, he says about the new priesthood order, you are a priest like Melchizedek, a king priest forever. During Christ's days on earth, he pleaded with God, praying with passion and with tearful agony that God would spare him for, from death. And because of his perfect devotion, his prayer was answered and he was delivered. But even though he was a wonderful son, he learned to listen and obey through all sufferings. And after being proven perfect in the way, he has now become the source of eternal salvation to all those who those who listen to him and obey. Why? He himself listened and obeyed. There are some of us, we are more proud that pride makes them feel better than God or Jesus. Did you read? He himself, he listened. Even in his sufferings. One of the things that people can see that you represent Christ is when you can take pride out of your life. And pride is an amazing hindrance to the manifest. Some of you, things are not moving on in your life. It's not the devil. Oh. And it's not the devil stopping you. It is God himself resisting you. You cannot, that's what the Bible says. It said pride goes, it said, yeah, that's what the book of Proverbs said. But in the book of James, God says he resists the proud. And for the, for the humble, he gives grace. 
pride is a I don't have to, maybe one day I have to teach on pride. When I teach on pride, I don't think you can go home nicely. Pride is one of the most powerful hindrance to your manifestations. You realize that you are doing everything, 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 yet you don't see progress. Look at it. But he continues to pour out more and more grace upon us. For it says, God resists, not the devil. God, he resists you when you are proud. But continually pours out grace when you are humble. If I were you, every day, you pray, say, Lord, make me humble. Lord, make me humble. Lord, make me humble. Because pride is of the devil. A proud person is going nowhere. Show me a humble man and watch him up the ladder. Show me a proud person and for 20,000 years, you find him at the same place. Because, listen, if God is resisting you, who is praying for you? For it says, God resists. He resists you when you are proud. I now understand why in the Old Testament, they would pray and say, Lord, look into my heart. And if there is anything inside, bring it out. Now, because of the, of the new creation, we don't pray like David. But you must be very careful. If you see any sign of pride, you cast it out immediately because there's going to be a resistance. Now, look at the resist. It's, it has, it's, it's continuous. It's present continuous. God, will, if you do it tomorrow, he resists you. You are his son. All right, but he resists you. He will resist you until you become humble. The day you become humble, he pours more grace. Grace is not a problem for him. He has it in, in abundance, but he will not let you move. There are a lot of Christians, let me say this loudly, there are a lot of Christians who are praying against the devil concerning their progress, concerning their... It's just pride. It's pride. Do you know the def- definition of pride? Have you ever checked it? You are acting it, but you are not checking it. Have you read this scripture before? So how come you didn't bother to check what pride is? Because if you don't know what pride is, you will continually do it without knowing. So as you go home, you have Google. Spend time tonight and look at the word pride. And now go into the Bible, Google and write pride in the Bible. You will see thousands of people that walk in pride. That walk in pride. Look at Absalom. Look at Absalom. And people who are proud against men of God. You want to show pride? The God that will resist you, his people are the people you are bringing your matters to. Look at it. David had erred. He had done crazy things, but he was still God's chosen. His son, Absalom, thought that since his father is now not well, 
then he is the one that has to stand in the matter and take over his father's kingship. That's pride. And the Bible says he went ahead to take his father's crown. Now when people were coming to, his, to see the king, he is the one that will meet them and handle the matter. That is the same thing Gehazi did. When Elisha had prayed and they blessed him and he says, no, I don't want to take the gift. Take the gift away. The Bible says Gehazi ran after them and says, the prophet says I should take it. Elisha was not there. But Elisha saw. And he says, this thing that you have done, leprosy. The guy became sick. My question is that if God resists you, who are you going to pray to? Prayer won't work. You must change your mind with the word of God and learn to be humble. And one of the ways to be humble is to look upon Jesus. Go back to Hebrews. Look at it. During Christ's days on earth, he pleaded with God, praying with passion and with tearful agony that God will spare him from death. And I explained to you that this is not the death on the cross. This is um, this is a death that was going to happen to Jesus before the cross. Jesus would have died before the cross. Because if it is death, there is a, that's why he came. He was aware. So, it is only one place that he had to die. And that place must be on the cross. But before the cross, death came. This thing told me a lot of lesson. Anytime your real manifestation is about to come, death will show up. The reason why you must learn to be praying and pray and pray. Look at it. Jesus, he prayed with passion and with tearful agony that God will spare him from death. It tells you the power of death. And because of his perfect devotion, his prayer was answered and he was delivered. So it can't be the death on the cross. Because if he had been delivered on the cross, we would not be sitting here. Which means it was another kind of death. Okay, I'll show you. This is what he said. Let the cup, that cup, was this one. This was the cup. Because he would have died before the cross. What Jesus was saying that your will is that I die on the cross. Your will is not here. Even Jesus. I learned a lot from this. Pride can unmake you. You can be doing all the prayer. You can be doing all the fasting. When God resists you, look at it. The same God that promotes and picks you up is the same God that is holding you this way. Now, he is not resisting you in judgment. He is resisting you in love. So that you can give way for his grace. Because he wants to pour out his grace upon you. So you can reflect him well. But you are lying pride. Listen. 
I keep advising you, stop talking about people. It's one of the ways to grow pride. It's one of the silent ways to grow pride. When you don't have anything good to say about people, shut up. If you talk about somebody, then be sure that when the person comes, you will say the same thing in a bid to help the person transform. Not to speak about them as though you are better. It's pride. See, when you want to love people, love them fully. Don't love them and go and speak behind them. It's pride. I can show you a lot of scriptures in the Old Testament. Look at, look at one of the people that God says he was, he was a wise, wise man. David's counsel, Ahitophel. Pride is contagious. When Absalom decided to be, you know, to allow pride, do you know what, what he led him? He led him to sleep with David's wife. He led him to sleep with his father's wife. And he led him to pull the wisest man in the, in the palace to come and be on his side. But when David came along, he was okay and he came back and he heard that this is what his son has done. Because his son thought that the father was going to die and this was the first person, firstborn, then he has the right to the throne. But he didn't know God had... I believe that if Absalom had been humble, maybe, maybe, the throne would have been for him. But since he decided to allow pride to enter, God decided to shock all of them and use Solomon, who was just a baby. God anointed him a king. And David said unto him, look at it, and one told David, saying, Ahitophel is among the conspirators of Absalom. And David said, Oh Lord, I pray thee, turn the counsel of Ahitophel into foolishness. Now God will hear David. Yes, David messed up. David did crazy things, but he was still God's chosen. Until God has said, like he said to Saul, don't you understand that even when Saul was, the anointing was taken off him, David dealt with Saul with so much respect. He did never allow pride to say, hey, I'm the one that has been anointed king. No. Look at the man that came to announce that David was, uh, Saul was dead. David wanted to kill him. He said, don't you know you don't need to touch the anointed of God? When the spirit of God had left him, David was still recognizing him as a man that God had touched. There was a time where David had the opportunity to kill him. But he only cut his garment and showed him and said, my Lord Cain, I don't have evil intentions against you. So you understand why when before David became a king, David uh, God said about David, this is a man after my own heart. Somebody would think God is biased. He's the God that knows the future. He knows you from now to three years. You might, you might look you might look not humble. You might look quiet. <laughs> you might look quiet. But you are not humble. After five years, we will be shocked. The day money comes into your hands, you'll be shocked. Listen, listen. There are, there are elements that brings out pride out of people. Reason why before they come, you must be praying every day to say, Lord. Because you see, when money brings pride, you come down. 
You know how you come down? God will just raise another person above you. And you realize that yours is nothing. Pray every day. Say, Lord, make me humble. The more humble you are, the more grace. So you don't need to pray. Stop praying for grace. Remain humble. Remain humble. You are serving in a church. The man of God will give you instructions. Hey, the man of God says this. Hey, you know what you are doing? That's pride. Because you can only follow one. There will be a time where you have to be followed. But until then, God says follow one. Whether you are aware of where he's taking you or not, it takes humility to follow a leader. The day you think you know better, you have failed to be a follower. You have become a proud leader as well. So when he says one, you also say one. Because your intentions are better. His intentions are also okay. So then who will take whose? I was listening to a young man that served a prophet. He had a job. And the job was fetching him money. Then all of a sudden, his pastor called and said, we have to go to Takrade and serve there for one, for one week. You just got to work for two weeks. And the man says, let's go. Your parents too are happy that for the first time you've gotten a job. He took a decision. He went with the intention that he will come back after the one week and start the job. But he went and before the one week was up, he got a call. Whilst he was in service, he got a call and said, you have been dismissed. Now he doesn't know how to come back and tell the parents. And it didn't look like, look like things had just changed immediately. After 19 good years, that job where they sacked him. Today he is the general manager of that same kind of job. And his friends who gave him the news are today calling him to see if there is a job there. Listen. If you can be silent, Jesus, the Bible says that he was like a lamb that followed. They were going to kill him even unto death. Humility. You follow. You follow. It will always land you well. When Jesus followed like a lamb, I mean, he followed quietly as a lamb who was not talking. Look at when they were taken before kings. And they were, they were judging him. He never said anything. But today, every one of them is calling on to him. Humility doesn't mean you are a fool. Humility sets your rising. <laughs> yeah. Show me a proud man. He's not going anywhere. Mm, nowhere. How can you be resisted? Where are you going? With the mighty hand of God resisting you. Where are you going? It's like the people of the, you know, the pillar of crime and the pillar of fire. When they were resisted, they couldn't follow until the resistance was taken away. So you look into the Bible, and I'm not teaching on resisting. 
you look into the Bible and you find a lot of things like that. All right, but that's not what I'm talking about. But the Bible said, but even though he was a wonderful son, he learned to listen and obey through all his sufferings. He listened and he obeyed. He listened. This is a sign of humility. The Bible says he was, he was humble unto death. He was humble unto death. He listened and he obeyed. Stop, you stop. Let's go here, you go here. Let, you might have reasons, but your reason doesn't count. He, when you are with a leader, your reason does not count. Only follow for 23 good years. The man you are following is sleeping in some small kiosk. There's no future as you see it. They sleep on bank beds. He and the wife. And you have gotten a job you are doing. Say, when you see a leader who knows where he's going, put away your pride and follow. It is either you follow or you don't follow. It might not look too quick for you. Today, they have one of the biggest radio stations. Be humble. See, you don't know tomorrow. Who tells you, you must be humble. If you know what will happen in the next 10 minutes, then you can be proud. But since you can't tell what will happen in the next 10 minutes, be humble. Because you see, your pride might not even make you cover the 10th minute. Pride. Jesus listened and obeyed through all his sufferings. Go on. And after being proven perfect, can you see that? When he listened and was obeyed, he was proven perfect in this way. He has now become the source of eternal life. To all those who listen to him and obey. The same thing he did, he wants us to do it. 9, 10. He said, for God has designated him as the king, priest, who is over the priestly order of Melchizedek. Again. Now, it tells you that the priestly order of Melchizedek did not come on a silver platter just because he was the son of God. He did something. He listened and he obeyed even unto death. Because if he had spoken, remember when he was praying, he said, Father, let this cup pass me by. You remember? Then he had to now say, if it, not my will, but your will. Even in the place of death, the, the man was so humble, even unto the father. In other words, Jesus, Lord, Father, you had this plan from the beginning that this thing will happen. Jesus could have said, no, I won't do it again. And, and, and the father couldn't have done anything because he came in his own accord and he could just leave. But he was humble like a lamb unto death. He did not say anything. See God being dragged like a lamb unto death to slaughter Yet God said nothing. If God can behave like that, we are too small. We are too small. Every leader that is over you was not put there by man. God chooses them. You see, the, what I learned from leadership is that God saw that I was there, yet he chose her. 
The day I start resisting or fighting this person, I'm trying to tell God he can't make good choices. Yeah. You were there when he chose somebody. God could choose Joshua to become the leader of this ministry. I might be his father, but I might respect his authority because his authority was not given to him by me. It was given to him by God. Now, if I start fighting his words, his behavior, his authority, his everything, I am actually saying, God, you are not a good priest. You don't know how to choose men. How can you choose this one as my leader? Whether it's your choir leader, whether it's your usher leader, whether it is your washroom leader, whether it's your instrumentalist leader, every leader in the house of God is appointed by God. You fight them, you have spoken to God. And one of the things that can never happen to you is that you will never find yourself in a, in a peaceful leadership position ever. You'll be resisted. <laughs> and the day you become a leader, you begin to have thousands of you. At the same time, you will regret. So there are a lot of Christians who are praying. You are praying. We are doing. We are fasting all right. But there is so much pride. If you are looking for pride in the body of Christ, it's a lot. Otherwise, the same Christians will not be fighting this young man. Elvis Ajima, this is only 40. Some people can go to church and the man of God is teaching. They think they can teach better. If the man of God make a decision, they think, no, no, this decision, we could have taken it better. You are fighting God. And you can't fight God because, you see, he put it in present continuous. He said I will, he, he resists. So it's something he does when the pride comes. So immediately pride comes, there's a resistance. Go and meditate on it, you will see. You go to the office. You were there when they chose your boss. You are more you are you have PH, PHQ. <laughs> then your boss has SHS. You were there. God chose him. He says, do this. Say, I won't do because I have masters. You can't talk to me like that. You can't. You were there when God brought him. And who says you are going to be under him forever? It is only a time for God to bring out humility out of you. So that he can place you somewhere. But you will be happy. If you have SHS and somebody has masters and that person is your staff. You will be going around, look, I'm SHS but I have master students as my staff. You will be going around making noise, happy. But today is not your turn. It takes humility to fit there. Jesus did it. How can he create man and subject himself to that man for the man to kill him. It takes humility. Yes, sir. I told you. When he was the word. There was nothing like eternity. He created eternity. And he lowered himself. To enter into eternity. He entered into eternity. Created heaven. And, and lowered himself. And entered into heaven. In heaven he created the world. Lowered himself. 
and entered into the world into this tiny container. And when he entered into this tiny container, he subjected himself to the creator. When he himself is not a creature, the creator has become a creature. Subjected himself. And they were beating him. They were lashing him. The creator that created them. The creator. Yet he said nothing. And they did what they had to do. Why? Because he was also reporting to somebody above him. So if he had spoken based on these people, he would have defied the authority of the one by whom he came. That's what the Bible says we should look unto him. Look unto Jesus. Oh, when he did that, look, he was designated as king priest who is over the priestly order of Melchizedek. Uh huh. We have much to say about this topic. Look at it. Although it is difficult to explain. What is difficult to explain? The Melchizedek story. You can't explain. It's too much. Because you have become too dull and sluggish to understand. For you should, you should already be professors. Instructing others by now. But instead, you need to be taught from the beginning of the basics of God's prophetic oracles. You are like children still needing milk and not yet ready to digest solid food. By now you should have started some cell meeting somewhere. Gathering people and teaching people. That's when you know you have grown. When we say well, you can't teach anybody. When we say righteousness, there are some of you here, if I say what is righteousness, it will take you years to be able to explain. When we say salvation, it will take you years to explain. There's one thing about growing. When you start teaching people, you get to know more. You get to know more. There are some revelations. Look, I've not opened my book. I've not opened anything. The more you begin to teach people, the more the Spirit of God gives you more. One of the ways to see that you have a gift is when you begin to minister to people. You can't have a gift and be sitting down. How do you then express the gift? You must go out there and look for people who need your gift. It can be gift of healing. It can be prophetic. You go out there, the Spirit of God will speak through you. And you prophesy to them. And you heal them. While you are home. Listening to Port Bean and hallelujah. Greater is he that is in me. So much power on your bed. Now you listen to the word today. You listen to another message and you are confused. Because when you are hearing, you must hear again. The first hearing is what you heard. The second hearing is what you say. You must hear what you are telling people. Sometimes when I teach here and I begin to say massive, amazing things, when I close, I'll be sitting now. And man will be like, Charlie, the thing is, the micro, I'm, I'm wondering. I say, really? I said this. Could I have ever known this? Because I found out. So anytime I'm going to preach anywhere, I'm never afraid. The only thing that is possible is to make myself available. Make my mouth available. 
So as I speak, he brings more. By now, with all the knowledge you have about Christ, salvation, righteousness, by now you should be teaching, gathering people in your area. We must see you that you have come. Class. You sit people down. He said, let's talk about righteousness. Begin to teach them. You come to church. I quote a scripture. You wrote. After one month, you come. I say the same thing you are writing. And you write it as though you have never heard before. Are you growing? Am I the one saying it? Go back. He said, for you should have been professors instructing others by now. But instead, you need to be taught from the beginning the basics of God's prophetic oracles. You are like children still needing milk and not yet ready to digest solid food. Then he said, for every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. You are not pierced yet with the revelation of righteousness. So we can tell in your language. So when you speak, when you are praying, it can be told. <laughs> there are some people that can hear a lot of New Testament messages, but they don't have revelation about the New Testament. So even though they hear, when they speak, you, it's different. Then you realize they have not caught in revelation. Because the day you catch revelation, your eyes are opened. Your eyes are opened to a new way of life. You talk differently. You act differently. It is in your prayer. Even when you are joking, the words that come out of your mouth are words of righteousness. They are words of righteousness. It's a pity that the Bible is mentioned that we ought to be professors by now. Yet, the fundamentals. Imagine you go out there, ask yourself, and somebody asks you, why did Jesus really come to the earth? Do you think you can really do an exegesis? Do you think you can really tell them for them to be like, wow, this is why Jesus came? Because perhaps you have not even caught the revelation. The only revelation we caught in church is, yay, gay, powerful. The shouting revelation. Do you know what the Bible says in the book of Acts 20, 32? He said, I commend you to God. 30, 32, 20, whatever. 20, 32. He said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. So you are looking into the word, yet you can't catch anything. How can you instruct another? So you have a father or a mother or a sister or a brother who is not saved. Yet you are in the same house. They hear you talk. But they don't see words of righteousness. So they don't ask questions. What do you mean by this? I heard you say this. What do you mean by this? When you, when you encounter revelation, your language changes. When people are sick at home, you say, I'm well. When it is obvious that this is happening, your language is different. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Then they'll begin to ask questions. Pum Pum was telling me. He went for uh, what? A wedding. And his family people, from some of them from the village, etc. As they hear, you know, they are just having normal conversations. Nobody asked them to start calling him pastor. They were bringing alcohol. Somebody had to stop them and say, no, no, he's a pastor. You can't give him alcohol. 
It's in your words. But there are some people that are Christians. But they will bring the alcohol and literally give. And they will receive. Because for giving, there is catalamban. <laughs> by now, by now, by now, nobody will, nobody, no man of God should force you to say, you do look for two, three people and begin to share with them the mysteries of Christ, the mysteries of godliness. Begin to talk to them about it. And the more you begin to tell them, now, if you are here, you preach to people. You will understand that the more you teach, that the more you understand the things you heard. You understand the things you heard. Then you are like, wow. I didn't think I understand. I understood these things. Oh, but now I understand. You become a master of that topic. Look, hearing doesn't mean you are becoming perfect. It is in sharing that you become perfect. Because in sharing, you might make some mistake. You want to come back and correct yourself. Sometimes you think, yeah, I have revi. Word and spirit, we teach the word, we have revi. But you meet another person and you realize you know nothing. Listen to the podcast, important. But after, be a doer of what you hear. And I keep saying, start with your friends. There are people you call. Do some conference call. Say, I want to share something with you. On the essence of salvation. And talk to them. Say 10 minutes. By the time you realize you have done one hour. Let them be like wow. Wow. Is this thing in the Bible? And you don't take the glory. They will ask you. When are we going to have another time? You realize that they will be telling another. You are not starting a church. You are not forming a church. You are only training yourself as a professor. Growing in the word of righteousness. Do you think God is happy? God is never happy with babes. And I'll prove it to you. When you pray as a babe and God gives you an answer, he doesn't give it the second time. You must grow from a babe into maturity. A babe can never take on God's mindset. He can't think like God. He can't. Look at it. For every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. There's something happens to you. you. I keep on saying this. It's not because I don't want you to sleep. Over. It's none of my business. But it's a sign you are not growing. It's a sign you are not growing. Have you read the story of Eutychus? He lives in your area. <laughs> All right, 14. 14, I'm closing you now. But solid food, when I'm done, I think it's 16. When I'm done, we, we have closed. But solid food is for the mature whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. And they have been adequately trained but what they have experienced to emerge with understanding of the difference between what is true, excellent, and what is evil and harmful. It's called discernment. These are for the mature. Their spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. 
when you begin to grow and your spiritual senses begin to capture things, you, you, the level of your mistakes in life reduces. It keeps reducing because you are growing into maturity. Now you can tell the difference between what is excellent and what is evil. Today there are some of us we don't even know. I told you, it's not every door that is yours. Every day, let the door be open. Lord, let every closed door be open. There are some that are traps you can never tell. <laughs> one day I saw these memes they do on the Nigerians and there was one that a guy saw a lady and wanted to like, I don't know, prostitute or something. And the lady said, give me money before. And the lady said, let me go in and change and come. It was something like this one. And the lady went and after several hours, the lady was not coming. So the guy said, ah, my money is gone, so let me open. When he opened, it was a refuse dump. It was like, the, the other side was refuse dump. And then, so the lady passed there and went away. <laughs> so you are praying for open door. It's not every open door. You can have an opportunity. They said, come and work. Somebody was sharing with me. A good job. Good place. And I said, God is not in this. I said, God is not in this. And in my mind, I have told you the mind of God. If you will follow it, fine. If you won't follow it, fine. But the person was obedient. And didn't do it. Because the person would have lost that job and lost because we have resigned. And the person would have never have had job for a while. It was a trap. But it was a good job. Good job. Good job. They are giving the person even a place to be. You see, when you hear these things, it's a good job. Good money, they'll give you a house, they'll give you a car. It's like certain jobs. They promise you they'll give you big money, they'll give you a car. But that was the last time they've ever increased your salary. <laughs> The next time they increase your salary will be like 15 years or 20 years. And when you are not performing, they start taking away all those benefits from you. But when you saw it at glance, you resigned where you were without discerning whether it is true, excellent, or it is evil. You didn't. And you, if you are a babe, you, you cannot know. Babes fall into traps. Matured in Christ, that do not fall because they have trained their spiritual senses. They can perceive heavenly matter. They can understand God's word. They know this is wrong. They know this is right. <laughs> anyway, go on. Is that all? Okay. So yeah. So we look at Jesus as the high priest. The high priest continues from chapter 6 you know, up to chapter 7 when he begins to now shift from priesthood into sacrifice, into you know, offering. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma Night at 6pm. Encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on Friday at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Vanessa service on Sunday at 8 a.m. 
Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-2751-008000. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed Victory.